Hey there, hey, I'm, and thank you for tuning in to this hump day edition of Born to be a Star. Laughter is food for the soul, so <laughs> laugh all day long. I watched the Matt Riff uh, comedy special the other night, and he had me dying. Fucking hilarious. I think we need to get back to comedians and we need to get back to funny things. Like when we actually make fun of the president because he's incompetent and we make fun of stupid people because they're stupid. Can we get back to that? Like that's why Jim Carrey was so awesome and a bunch of others as well. Um, We need to get back to the funny. So that's kind of how I want to start off the podcast today. Today is another day and another opportunity for you to recognize your star power, for you to look in the mirror, see your reflection, recognize where you've been and where you're going next on your journey. Your life... It's not as long as you think it is. I know we think we have forever to do things in, but, you know, we really got to take into consideration living unapologetically, which leads me to the first part of our conversation. You need to be saying to yourself, yes, I can get that job. Yes, I can go get, have my hair be curly. Yes, I can decide that I want to make better decisions financially yes i can decide i want a new couch yes i can decide i don't want to drive a shitty car yes i can decide that i like michael kors yes i can decide that i like louis vuitton yes i can decide i want a new cologne yes i can decide maybe i want a new haircut yes i can decide that maybe i need to get better friends or yes i can decide i want to read a new book i want to learn a new language and i want to travel somewhere new this year yes I can decide any of those things. I can change my mind. I can rechange my mind. I can do something over. I can mess up. I can learn. I can live. Yes, I, we can together. Anything is possible when we believe in it, which leads me to the next part of the conversation. Thank you, John Cena, for the mantra of never give up. If you give up on something and you don't see it to the end, how do you get through the difficulty and accomplish the goal? Are you ever going to accomplish anything by giving up halfway through? What are you going to accomplish by giving up halfway through? Likely nothing, right? It cannot be that you are looking to accomplish something, but you already stopped caring about it. That's not how this works. Life is going to be hard. Things are going to be difficult. Things aren't going to necessarily work out the way you want them to. Sometimes God has a different plan that you might not be able to see currently. You have to persevere through the the difficulty to get back to your story. And I know that might not sound really convincing. And I know that probably doesn't sound like something you want to do. But I'm telling you that from experience. And I'm telling that from observation. Life isn't always the way you want it to be. Sometimes things are fragmented. Sometimes opportunities go a different way. Sometimes it takes longer for you to do something than others. But jealousy and envy and anger isn't going to help you. Somebody you love is sick. All you can do is be there for them. If they're experiencing something difficult, all you can do is tell them that they can rely on you. If you're experiencing something difficult, then you need others around you that are going to be there for you. Like when I was experiencing polycystic ovary syndrome, it was difficult thinking I'd never be able to have my own kids. 
dealing with the idea of not being able to like be a mom like that. Not saying that you can't adopt kids and that's not a wonderful experience because it is, but just saying like everybody around me, my cousins, my brothers, my family members, they're having children and I wasn't going to be able to do it. That was devastating to me. It was, it really was. It really, it, it like broke a part of my heart that I never thought was going to be put back together. But the moment my OBGYN had her secretary call me and tell me the news that I didn't have that, the weight was lifted from me in a way that I cannot explain. And that story, my story of surviving that should give you the understanding that you can survive anything too. Do you know how difficult it is for me to come clean on a podcast with a bunch of like people that listen to me telling them like something like that? It's, it was very sad to me because as a young woman, you grow up, you want to get married. I married my best friend. Not being able to have kids with him was like horrifying and just upsetting to me. I am so happy and so blessed and so grateful to God that he has given me the ability to dictate my own future with children. We can plan out and and try our best to figure out when we're going to try and and get through infertility and, and 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 we've come out on the other side of that. Now there could be somebody that's dealing with cancer or they need eye surgery or back surgery or something's wrong or they're sick or they're getting older or they have dementia or something's seriously wrong or one of their eyes is going blind. It could be something far worse than what I just said or it could just be another example of that. It's not easy going through something difficult and coming out on the other side positive like a happily ever after for a really horrible story. But I stayed positive. I said I was going to adopt regardless, and I'm still going to do that too. Positivity and staying focused and persevering through the difficulty is the only way you're going to be free. Yes, you can. And no, you're not ever going to give up. Following that is why not today, because indecisiveness and procrastination isn't going to get you to your goal. It isn't going to get the dishwasher fixed. It isn't going to get the wall painted. It's not going to get all your errands done. It's not going to go grocery shopping for you. And it is not going to fix that button on that sweater that you want to wear to that party next week. None of that's going to help you, man. It's not going to get any of the things done you need to get done. And you don't know if tomorrow's coming because the aliens might decide that they want to eat our brains tomorrow for lunch. We, we can't just be sitting around assuming that life is going to wait for us. We can't control time. We don't have that luxury. We don't have enough money to be able to afford that. And they have not invented teleportation yet. So we're stuck in reality with cars, not spaceships. And we can't just snap our fingers and produce things. We have to actually be reliable, be responsible, and get things done. And if you don't do that, then things are just always going to be waiting around. Moving into the main part of the conversation, let's get into some of the headlines on this hump day. No media allowed, no media allowed, no media allowed, because they lie to us, they lie to us anyway. So I had a very, very interesting conversation with Skip over the weekend. Um, I think it was at the end of last week with um, Thanksgiving. 
And we had a very interesting conversation about, you know, what's happening in Israel and Jewish people in New York and Chicago and L.A. and the United States and the East. And me and my husband, Skip, there's a lot of things we disagree on, but there, but this is the one thing that we are completely tied together with. Politics. It's actually something that I think has brought us together closer because we have the same mindset and we, we agree Joe Biden's a fucking idiot. Bidenomics doesn't work. Hillary Clinton's a fraud. Uh, Obama is an elderly idiot. Like, the gray hair is out and we can see who he actually is. He's not talented. He doesn't have any skills. These are all grifters. All of them are grifters. The Democratic Party is a party that should be dismantled entirely and demolished beyond recognition. He said to me, they're not ready to do what needs to be done. My question to him was, if Iran is attacking Americans in the East, in Syria, wherever the fuck we are over there, and again, I don't know why we're over there, why aren't we sending a message to them? And his response to me was, we need to completely obliterate them and just blow them to shreds. And there's nothing that has sounded more correct to me than that. Why are we diddling daddling with these fuckers, these cavemen dwelling motherfuckers that don't know left from right, up from down, east from west, and the sun from the darkness? Why are we trying to pretend like we can fix these people and save these places? There has been a war stewing and brewing between Iran and Israel and all these other bodies on the East forever. And we can sit here and we can lie and we can act like that's not the truth, but it is. We can sit here and we can act like these people love America, but they hate it. And we can also sit here and act like us making deals with them for, you know, a basketball player or a bunch of other things is going to fix the problem. But it isn't. These people don't understand talking nice. We need to burn Iran down. Now, you can like what I'm saying or you can disagree with me. None of the wars that have happened in my lifetime have made any sense to me. Outside of us completely obliterating whatever happened between the United States and 9-11, sending a message to these people. Well, the message hasn't been sent enough that there's morons on TikTok acting like uh, bin Laden was right about attacking the United States of America. These terrorist people are always going to think that the regime and the people in charge of the terrorists have figured out something that they haven't. Because they're not regular people and they want some psychotic shit to believe in because the reality is they don't have a home. They don't have anything. They are grifters. They'll say whatever they need to say. They'll come to America and pretend like they're going to major in something where they're going to find a job. But at any moment's notice, they will jump on the bandwagon for hypocrisy and terrorism. And they will turn on you like the color of the sky when it's turning into night. Or daylight. 
We need to just burn Iran down and stop being nice with these people. We're not their friends and they're not our friends. They don't like us and we don't like them. What are we talking about? They don't understand conversation and talking. That doesn't work with barbarians. They understand one thing. Bombs. So we need to send a message to them. You touch Americans, you die. That's it. This isn't going to be a conversation. We're not talking about saving 50 fucking people underground in Israel. We're sending an American message and the American message has to be very clear. You touch Americans, you die. There's no mercy. There's no other steps. You're dead. You die. You're not coming back. This isn't like a movie. It's reality. You touch Americans, you die. That's got to be the message. And if that's not the message, then we need somebody that's going to bring that message. To everybody, even China, it has to be one fucking message. See, I'm at Royce White here. I'm not a uniparty affiliate. I don't believe in autocracy. And I am an American skin in, skin out. A hundred million, a billion fucking percent. My ancestors did not do everything they did for me to be here right now. For me not to take this seriously my freedom is not for sale i am never going to side with another country over america i don't believe in all these goddamn wars in other places we don't have shit to do with and i'm sorry that israel is having problems with hamas but at some point we have to decouple from that and we could keep telling like israel to stop or do a ceasefire but that's not going to fix the problem with hamas and israel and Lebanon and all these other fucking places that want to blow it up and get rid of it. They hate them. They hate us too. We need to send a message to Iran, right? To all of these motherfuckers, these cave dwellers that hide in rocks and live like shit on the bottom of your shoe. These people, we need to send a message. You touch Americans, you die. And that's it. And the death isn't nice, the death isn't pretty, and terrorists belong in one place, prison. Unless we get back to the basics here, and unless we get back to the power of America here, and and the seriousness of who we are here, we're just another laughing stock of the world. And China's just waiting to take over and take over the reins, as they've been doing. Buying up all this property in America, fucking us over with a bunch of other things behind our backs. And we just keep sucking up to these people like idiots. They control everything. They make everything in China. Nothing's made in America. Nothing. I mean fucking nothing. Except for maybe rather tech and a couple of other things. We need to fight these motherfuckers. And we need to send one message. You're going to die. And it's not going to be pretty. You're fucking with the wrong people. There is no happy ending fucking with America. You will die a bloody, 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 horrible death with pain and no retribution. There will be no sadness for you. Your dead body will lay among the others. That's it. No kindness, no retribution, no way out, no escape. We have to stop acting like these people aren't monsters. We need to start pre- stop pretending like we can have a conversation with a cave dweller. 
There's no conversation to be had here. Why are we continuously talking to them, waiting for them to say something back, waiting for them to release hostages, blah, 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 blah. Like I said yesterday, the the hostage ceasefire thing is dumb. They should have made a decision that was difficult. Collateral damage. But Israel's not going to do that. They don't have the stomach for it. We need real people running things, not people that act like children. We need adults in the room, man. We need grown adults that understand sacrifice and understand difficult decisions that are going to have to be made for the betterment of this nation. We cannot allow it, allow these Arabian people into the United States of America with their swat, with their 15 fucking layers and their face covers and their hair wraps and all this ridiculous shit. And we cannot let them indoctrinate our children and our schools and our streets and protest and remove our flags from buildings and act like this is their country because it is not. We have to send a message to the world, especially the East. And the only message we can send to them is you're next. And that's it. Moving on from that. War isn't nice or pretty. Was it ever nice or pretty? Are we really sitting here pretending like you don't have to make difficult decisions and you don't have to have collateral damage and you don't have to lie about something and then do something different in a war? Are we really going to pretend like that's not what's happening? I don't know about you, but I don't trust the United States of America with shit, especially the FBI, but especially not the CIA. And I definitely don't trust the Democratic Party. And I don't even really know if I trust the Republican Party because they all work together. Right. You're going to have to pick a side here. Right. My side is with God. Because it's God first for me. And country comes after. God, family, country. You're going to have to decide. What are you willing to sacrifice in a war? Is it the people or is it how everybody looks at you? Because there's always going to be people that are like, anti-war, anti-everything, and there's always going to be people on the other side that are opposing what you're doing. But if you're smart, you don't give a fuck about what they say because you understand what you need to do. Are these people aware of what they need to do? Are they really aware of it? Or are they lying to themselves? Wars aren't pretty. They're not nice. They're not friendly. They're not fun. They're ugly. They're bloody. They're painful. They will... Strip your heart. It will leave an indent that there's nothing that can fix it with. That, that's what wars do. An indent is still left in everybody's head, in the back of everybody's subconscious in the United States of America. From 9-11, from Sandy Hook, from all these horrible acts. The stuff that happened in Tennessee where the trans person ran up in the school and killed all those children. I haven't forgotten that. Right. The manifesto was finally released by a true patriot on the right hand side. Right. These are the things that are problematic in our country. And there's a war among the people here. 
The Democratic and the progressives do not want us to be free. They want us to live in China. And everybody else is not acquiescing to that. This is no country like any other. And I know that they expect this to be easy to take our power away and tell us we need to drive electric cars and tell us all this ridiculous shit and, and, and how they're going to strip everything apart. But I know God works in mysterious ways and he has a plan and they can't beat Jesus. This country was founded on the idea of God. It was founded on the, the principles of freedom and we have to stop pretending like war is nice. We need to stay away from the East. And when I mean stay away from the East, why do we keep getting involved in conversations and wars and all this shit with them? If we're going to deal with the Middle East, then we have to deal with the Middle East. Like I said earlier, burn Iran down. At some point, we're going to have to make a decision. So we just need to get it over with and do it. What are we waiting for? Why are we talking about the Middle East like it can be fixed? Okay. Bad things happen to Jewish people. Not just once, but now twice. There are no words on how you can fix that. There's no I'm sorry. There's no you should do this because of that and you should let this go. No, no, no. But the, the worst thing the United States could do is mind other people's fucking business. Stay out of their business. The Democrats have destroyed America and they're not done yet because it's not completely destroyed yet. They are going to remove every layer of normalcy here and make the shit like some eighth world country. I mean, it kind of already is. We have more illegal people from countries that shouldn't be here than any other country in the entire world. And I say it every day. Have you seen the border of the United States of America? I, I fucking wish Trump had built that wall and made Mexico pay for it. I, I, I wish. I fucking wish. Moving on from politics to the main conversation. Rip off the Band-Aid. Like, I know you might not want to do this, you might not want to do that, or you're scared of this, or you're scared of that, but the only way you're going to know if something works is if you try it. Instead of being a victim, rise survivor. You can't be a victim for everything. My husband had to pull me out of the muck. I was getting mad about all these commercials about how on Fox they want you to, uh, like, fund these ships that go to these eighth world countries for children in need. And I was saying, you need to fund me. And he's like, you make a lot of money. Nobody needs to fund you. And he's absolutely correct. But also, I don't need to fund that crap either because I think it's all a bunch of bullshit and it's all fake. That's my personal thought. I think the idea that you want us to give money to a children's hospital or all these things, unless I'm doing serious like investigations on these things, I'm not giving you my money. The only place I'm willingly going to give my money to is church for Jesus Christ. Outside of me giving whatever money I have left over from all the millions of fucking bills I got to pay, I'm not giving my money to any of these people. I, I don't trust it. I don't believe it. It's just for me, I have a hard time. Seeing that you want you want me to give my money for cars to kids. You want me to give my money for the kids that have the messed up faces. Or all these things. I'm supposed to fund all these things. 
Meanwhile, nobody's funding normal things for middle class Americans or the or the one percent. Nobody's funding normalcy for me. So why the fuck would I pay my money to that? You you see the problem I'm having with it? Like Everybody wants to be a victim. They want to act like their life is so horrible and they're experiencing such difficulty. They're not experiencing anything. They just don't want to deal with reality because they have a hard time dealing with reality. You're not a victim. You just want to be one because it's fun to act like everything is woe is you. But nothing's wrong with you. You're not a victim. You're a survivor. So get up and shut the hell up. No one can know it all. You know what's the worst thing about people? When somebody thinks that they know everything and they won't shut the hell up and they have to keep giving you their thoughts and their opinions and stories and this and that and they keep cutting you off when you're talking and they won't let you finish everything but they want to finish everything and they have to tell stories about everything that's happening to them but they don't listen to anybody else. Dude, no one knows everything outside of... um, What the fuck's his name? Out... Albert Einstein or like really brilliant individuals and even the brilliant individuals know not to talk about everything because who wants to be that annoying person I know this I know that I know this I don't that. I don't know a lot of things and I'm not pretending like I do I know what I'm good at and I stick with that that's that's it that's it the most simplistic way to live you can't know everything and why would you want to why would you want to be the person that everybody needs to rely on for everything? Why? We already have Jesus Christ. He is basically taking the helm for all of that. You want to be the next one down? Why do that to yourself? Don't do that to yourself. You can change your mind. I know. I just said something and you're like, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, you can change your mind. I'll change my mind about a lot of things. Let me give you an example. A couple years ago, I was listening to the Young Turks. They were talking shit about Candace Owens. And at first, I like completely disagreed with them. And I thought they were kind of weird to be talking about her like that. And then I fell into the trap of thinking, oh, my God, Candace Owens is horrible. But it turns out everything that Candace Owens was saying was right. I can change my mind about liking Candace Owens. I can change my mind about deciding that I like Volkswagen more than Honda. I can change my mind deciding that I'm going to give Michael Kors a try um, versus just Louis Vuitton and Chanel. I can change my mind and decide that I want to try new food instead of just eating all the same things I do all the time anyway. And I can change my mind and decide I like one town better than another. You can really change your mind on anything and you don't have to feel bad about doing it. That's your decision. It's fur and end thing. Dude, I'm not one of those PETA people. I'm not going to tell you to wear fur or not to wear fur. I feel like fur is okay, but some people will be like, no, don't do it. And I'm not going to be the person to tell you that. I think fur is cute. You just need to make sure you have the right color and you have matching accessories. That's what I'm going to say. Hair talk. So I got a curly perm on... Saturday and I had to go in early for my appointment because um what the fuck because um mm, because I had to work on the Saturday I originally scheduled it for great whatever so 
I know you're like, what's going on with your life? But I like the curly perm. I was doing braids and I was like messing around with colors for like a year, like a year and a half the year before. But I'm I'm staying with like a dark brown color. I've got I've been staying with that color. Um, and I, I went for the curly perm again. The last time I did was in July. So I did the touch up of it. And it's just so easy to deal with. I was going to go for a relaxer to have it straight. But I really do think I like the curly perm more. I mean, I like having straight hair, but Skip doesn't like it. And, you know, that's my husband. So I was trying to do something that he liked. Just being kind to him. I mean, it is my hair. At the end, I get to make that decision. But I've done so many straight styles. And I just feel like the curly thing is really in right now. And I really like it. So uh, my hair is soft. It's it's really beautiful. And I'm really excited about maybe trying something different and sticking with it. And it's so simple and easy. And it doesn't take seven fucking hours like braids. And, like, then I have to take them out. Then I have to get them done again. And I just don't have time for that anymore. And it's tired and time-consuming. And I don't want to be sitting in a fucking chair for, like, eight hours. I just don't have energy for that anymore. Maybe I'll try it again in the summer. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I don't know. So far, hair talk is going good for the season. I won't be back to the hairdresser till February uh, to get a touch-up on my roots. And just to get under the dryer with the curls but so far so good with the curly perm i gotta say it's very easy to keep up not a lot of time it's very simple it's far simpler than straightening straightening your hair every other day she did tell me i should wash my hair twice a week so this is going to be interesting i've only done it once a week but now i'm going to be doing it twice a week so i'll keep you updated on that moving on from the main part of the conversation to watching things with star watch talk Selling Sunset Returns. I don't even know what season they're on because I missed the season before this. But I think I'm going to start re-watching that because I love that show. Best Christmas Movie Ever. That's on Netflix. Looks pretty okay. T- fake Profile. That seems like another dating show. The Recruit. I still haven't watched that yet. But that's on Netflix too and it looks really good. Sugar Rush Christmas. I'm assuming that's about like cookie it's a cookie show about christmas on netflix i'm willing to give it a try because i'm watching all these holiday baking shows on like food network and the cooking channel on regular tv so i think it's probably the same thing motel makeover i saw the preview for it and i think they're like making over motels and like redoing the rooms and the carpets and just doing a complete redo it looks normal and okay so i'd give it a try you know how i like all the hgtv and all like the the home do-over shows. So I, I'm willing to give it a try and see if I like it. Straight up talking about nothing but Netflix right now, man. I also found this new show on Netflix called Cook at All Costs. Have you seen that before? It looks okay. It's a, it's a competition cooking show. So I think I'm going to watch it. And finally, the show Diplomat. And I'm, everybody's probably already watched it. And I'm slow as hell, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see if I like it. Moving on from watching things to eating thing, southern fried chicken. So if you're going to make southern fried chicken, you got to get everything you need. You need eggs, you need hot sauce, you need baking powder, you need some cereal to get the crunch on the chicken when you deep fry it, and you need a thermometer. You are going to want to make sure you've got the correct oil to fry it in, 
And or you could try to. No, you need to fry this with oil. This is not an air fryer thing. I mean, you could you could try it with the air fryer, but if you're gonna make real southern fried chicken, you need you need oil. You're gonna want to find a recipe that you feel is most appropriate to how, the way you like to cook, and follow that. You can't eat out every day. You can't because you're going to spend $20, $30 a day on eating out. It's stupid. And I used to do it all the time when I worked in a downtown area. I used to like one day get this for lunch, one day get that for lunch. It's $30 in like three days. It's stupid. And like for months I was doing the meal prep thing where I was spending $65 or $70 a week on meal preps. And like. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. I feel like, uh, might not be for me. I kind of want to revert to simple meal plans. Like I'm eating like simple things like yogurt or bar or sandwich and crackers or celery, just simple things that aren't expensive that don't take a long time to make or I could go back to my easy meal preps where I make something for dinner and I eat some of the leftovers for like lunch I'm tired of spending all this money on food and like on Saturdays if I order it then I can't go anywhere because I have to wait for the meal prep I'm not saying at some point I'm not going to want to do it again but I think I'm going to take a break for it for a while in the winter time that is what I'm saying but I like the idea of simple meal preps like crackers and yogurt and done or like you do like chicken tenderloins with like broccoli boom that's lunch done simple things or you take leftovers and you make like tacos or something like things that don't require a lot of energy or time that's what I want to make I want to make simple things or like you take meatballs right Swedish meatballs and like white rice boom you just buy the Swedish meatballs you put them with the rice and you can make meal prep for a week for like three bucks. Like I need to get back into that stuff. That's that's really what I'm getting back into. That's that's basically what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Turning leftovers into a main meal. So you can turn any leftover into a main meal. You can reuse your Thanksgiving leftovers and you can make what we were talked about yesterday with the stuffing balls or you can reuse like if you made something with shrimp and make shrimp tacos maybe you can utilize a sauce and mix it with something else and then make a pasta sauce out of it or you can even use the toppings from an extra meal and make a pizza out of it and put the dough in the oven especially if you've got one of those pizza pan things there's so much you could do with leftovers and you can really make leftovers like a main dish you just got to get a little creative with the kitchen and some sauces in the fridge. And you might be very surprised with what you can make. That depends on you, my friends. Next part of the conversation. Cream cheese pound cake. And I know you're thinking, what? It might be good. Don't knock it till you try it. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, my friends, that is the end of the hump day edition of Born to be a star. Don't forget that you are a star wherever you are. And I am going to go look at some recipes on Pinterest. And also find some funny comedians on Netflix. Because I like watching funny things and I like cooking fun things to eat. 
Thank you for being a star wherever you are. Don't forget that you are the light and the darkness. And don't forget your star power. You and me, we are going to change the world because we are stars. We are the light and the darkness. And we are the difference in the day. Together, we are not just going to change this world, but we are going to change this entire universe, this entire galaxy. And we are going to change it all together because we are stars. And I will see you same place, same time tomorrow on Thursday. Bye.